Time once again for a Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you. And we're talking recruiting on a Sunday evening. And typically when we break in like this with a sort of random recruiting pod, what does it mean? It usually means a commitment of some sort. And in this particular case, this isn't just your everyday average sort of five-star, right, that Alabama seemingly hauls in. Uh, almost on a weekly basis, it seems like anyway. And because of that, we've got BOL publisher Tim Watts with us on the podcast. Big news Sunday evening, Tim, as really a centerpiece type guy. When you talk about a recruiting class that already has a lot of major and, and important pieces to it, uh, the quarterback position, though, right? I mean, it, it, it it's it's everything as we know, and, and Alabama appears to hit a home run at that spot, Tim. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously Alabama's landed a commitment from Bryce Young. Some consider him the number one prospect in the country. 24-7 sports has him number four overall. Just a terrific kid. I mean, this has been sort of a slow brew, and he, he visited Alabama back in 2017. Alabama was in the mix, committed to USC. He's a California kid, so uh, he's never really had Alabama completely out of the picture. He never really shut the door on it. Playing time was a huge priority for him. Um, Alabama obviously was is likely to lose Tua to the uh, NFL, so he feels like this might be a better chance for him to come in and compete. And obviously, this is a guy super talented, smart kid. I saw him against St. Francis, which is a college team. They had like 20, 25 kids. I don't even know how many uh, St. Francis kids are going to uh, D1 school, but Chris Braswell, who's a highly ranked guy that's committed to Alabama, was on that team among many others, and he just he just sort of he lit them up. I mean, he had 250 yards rushing, completed 19 passes, and the biggest thing to me was he had 100 yards rushing, and he's not really even a rushing quarterback. He can rush. He's sort of similar to Tua in that extreme where they can run if they want to, but this is a guy that likes to sit in that pocket and sling it, and and, and he you know he really can sling it. Yeah, uh, Tim, this is a guy that, according to to, to us at 24-7 Sports, uh, ranks as the number one dual threat quarterback in the country for the 2020 class. But I agree, you watch this guy's tape, he's very comfortable standing in there and delivering throws. Now, yeah, he can make some plays with his legs, and we'll get more into sort of the fit that Bryce Young is for this Alabama offense uh, as we move throughout the podcast, but Really want to go back with you, Tim, and talk about sort of the anatomy of a flip in this particular instance. As you said, uh, California guy committed to USC, uh, had been to Alabama previously. Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings about the status of Clay Helton as head coach at USC, although the Trojans got a big win Friday night over Utah. Um, how did this sort of all come to be? And, and, I, and I'm guessing Steve Sarkeesian, right, a, a big part of all this. Yeah, from everything I've heard, Steve Sarkeesian's did a terrific job. And, you know, based on the past history, Alabama's offensive coordinators aren't superly heavily involved in the recruiting process. You might see them pick a guy here or two. They're obviously all involved with the quarterback. But Sarkeesian was definitely hands-on with Bryce Young. I know he's did a great job there, had an impact. And, you know, to me, Helton played a factor, obviously. You're not sure what's going to happen with him. But also, I think, playing time. You know, I mentioned that earlier. But, Alabama, you come in next year, Alabama doesn't have a proven quarterback on campus as far as experience. Max Jones is 
Uh, certainly don't want to forget about Mac right now. He's had three years into the system, and uh, he knows the system well. To his brother Talia, you know, this is a guy that obviously is going to compete. He's been competing his whole life with his big brother, whether it was playing, you know, playing darts, playing football, you know, always, always competing. So, um, you know, and also we have the Tyson kids. So there's guys there, but they're not experienced. And what we've seen with USC that's been weird is they roll out a kid that's probably a first round draft pick, and Daniels, he's injured. They bring in another guy. He lights it up and looks fantastic. He's injured, and they bring in a third guy somehow, and he beats the number 10-ranked team in the country. So they obviously have some guys that, that can play uh, some football, and obviously I think the road as far as experience after this season is going to be easier from that standpoint at Alabama. Yeah, SC stocked at wide receiver, but so is Alabama, as we know. Uh, with the four that are currently in play. Uh, but even if a couple of those guys check out after this season for the National Football League, you're still likely going to return one of those three juniors and then Jalen Waddle, John Mechie. So there is still a lot of weaponry to attract an incoming quarterback uh, as well. Now, let's talk about uh, from the, the, the Bryce Young standpoint, uh, said we wanted to kind of get into a fit for Alabama. And again, just going off what we've seen of him on the high school level, uh, at Mater D High School out there in California, uh, looks a, a lot like uh, what Alabama likes to do, some RPO, some under center, some pocket stuff. Uh, so from a, 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 a system fit perspective, Tim, I guess this this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, when you look at guys that are, you know, the guys that are coming in, I mean, again, too, like I said, two is a guy that can run if he needs to. Bryce is a guy that can run if he needs to. He's not the biggest guy when you look at him. Five foot eleven, um, doesn't have big thickness to him, doesn't have uh, a lot of mass to him. I mean, for instance, he's probably the same height as T- as Talia is, but he he's thinner. Um, with that said, he's a tough guy. He plays good competition every week. He's playing with co- college competition he's playing against college competition and I just think the guy's sort of a bulldog when you watch him play in high school and granted it's in the high school level you can see the little intangibles and I saw those with Talia last year he was at Thompson High School where my kids go to school I saw those same uh, intangibles there and I saw him in Tyson at times where he had game-winning drives and made big plays against school like Hoover you know who's one of the best teams in the state so I know Alabama's focused on this class they've really focused a lot on, on on guys not only as far as talent, but guys, how they are between the ears, because, you know, we've said it a billion times, Alabama's not for everybody. You get there, you compete, it's competitive, you're never really comfortable at your position because you got a guy ahead of you that was just as highly recruited and a guy behind you just as highly recruited. So I think that's going to come in. Very mature kid, everybody I've talked to, and he's a mid-year guy. How many times have we seen those kids come in in December and that pays off? That's like having almost an extra season uh, because you get all those extra practices, you're going to get that whole spring, you're going to get the spring game, and you're going to have eight months to get acclimated just to get being used to being a college football player. Yeah, you look at the last couple of uh, mid-year guys uh, for Alabama, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, even the two that came in uh, back in January of this year, it does. It makes a world of difference. Now, something interesting you touched on, from a measurable standpoint where Bryce Young is concerned, uh, it seems like it's more and more accepted, right? Uh, and we're sitting here on a Sunday afternoon. you got the red zone on, and you're watching Kyler Murray at 5'9", 5'10", do his thing. Um, 
you know, as you mentioned, Tua is not the tallest guy in the world. Talia isn't the tallest guy in the world. Russell Wilson isn't the tallest guy in the world. Um, But you're seeing more and more of these guys that don't maybe hit the so-called magic numbers of height and weight uh, come in and, and not just make an impact, but make early impacts, Tim. Yeah, and especially, you know, quarterback, I mean, you know, setting aside the physical aspect of quarterback, it's so mental. I mean, you got to understand so much in the playbooks as big as the phone books that that uh, they used to drop on your front porch that nobody under 25 has ever even seen one. But, I mean, they have to be so smart. They've got to be so competitive. They see so many different wrinkles. They've got to be smart, and that's what this kid is. Also, the biggest thing with any quarterback is don't get hit. Keep your head up, move around yeah. in that pocket, and I think that's what you see with a Tua. That's what you see with a uh, Bryce Young. That's what you see with Talia and those guys. You see the ability to to not only like you don't have to run as much as it's just as important to avoid. You know, get out of that pocket and avoid those hits. Yeah, you don't want a little guy taking big dings. You know, um, Robert Griffith came into the NFL and the Redskins were going to run the option with him. You knew that wasn't going to work. But with Kyler Murray, you saw it against a great Alabama D, you know, a great Alabama team last year that only lost one game. He sits back in that pocket, keeps his eyes up the field, moves, he's elusive. He doesn't take a lot of big hits. He's smart. And I think that any, you know, any quarterback needs to, you know, avoid those hits if he can, but especially a smaller guy. That's the biggest key. Yeah, um talk about this uh sort of stealthily visit that came about. Now, from what I understand, you kind of were maybe tipped off on the possibility of of Bryce Young making that trip to Tuscaloosa over the weekend that he made. Uh, talk about how that sort of came about. What you know about that? You know, really, it was it was really reading the tea leaves. You know, sometimes you can get an answer by not getting an answer when you ask people the right questions. And and you know, sometimes out of respect. I wanted, you know, we have Greg Biggins, who's a West Coast guy who does a great job. He's close with a young family. Out of respect for them, we really weren't trying to get in their business, so to speak. There's been times where I felt that, you know, that that this trip was definitely coming. Um, but it's still, you know, the guys committed to SC. The families wanted to avoid uh, any drama. They didn't want to make anybody look bad. They're trying to do this the right way. So it's sort of been tiptoeing there between reporting and not ruining someone's moment. And as you know, a kid that's on the verge of, of 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 taking any visit, that visit can get canceled. There's been 50 visits that I thought were going to happen that didn't happen. Car trouble, don't feel like going, stayed out too late, my stomach hurts. So we just sort of, for us, this was just sort of wait and see, you know, uh, wait and see situation. We worked heavily with Greg, Hank, and I worked every angle. So I mean, it it took a while it was a little bit sensitive again because the family the kid was committed to another school and it was likely he was going to visit but not a you know a guarantee until the last couple of weeks yeah we saw him down on the field saturday morning in pregame for alabama southern miss i was hoping timmy jump in there maybe for some seven on seven but we didn't get to see any of that from bryce young but obviously <laughs> you could tell just by the entourage and, and, and from the Alabama perspective of that, the attention being paid to this guy. Uh, yeah, it spoke uh, to a priority recruit, no doubt about it. Now, Tim, a lot of parallels can be drawn uh, from this Bryce Young situation to maybe some previous situations involving quarterback recruiting at Alabama. I guess uh, one you, that you've talked about is uh, Jake Fromm to Tua Tonga Vailoa a few years back. Yeah, I think, you know, you keep seeing these connections between Alabama and Georgia. Obviously, it's two of the best teams in the country. 
two of the best recruiters in the country. You tie Kirby into Alabama. He was born in the state of Alabama, coached for Alabama for a while. Obviously, you know, him and Nick Saban have been together so long. There's so many parallels. But when you look in a roundabout way, uh, Kirby Smart's really the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, he's a guy – Alabama had Jake Fromm committed. He was committed to Kirby. Uh, Mark Rick staff didn't want him, and uh, they had other pro- they had other targets they were focused on. So, but Kirby went to Georgia, Fromm flipped, and then Alabama took two because otherwise they weren't planning to take another quarterback. Now, I'm not saying – they would have told two a no, but I don't. I don't think. I think Alabama, the fact they didn't have a quarterback committed, really helped them. Well, fast forward, fast forward a few years, Alabama commits Jake uh, Carson Beck, kid from Florida, uh, had a fantastic junior year, did well at camp. He's not doing as well this year, but Alabama committed the guy after a camp. Most of that staff left with all the staff changes, sort of fell through the cracks. Georgia offers Carson Beck. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback committed, and here they are getting, you know, a top five national player. So uh, definitely some weird parallels. I mean, that quarterback position is always dominoes falling, but uh, I just found it interesting how closely these two have played out. Uh, that situation's played out twice so far. Yeah, another parallel. I think you've got to go back to another California quarterback that Alabama took in, I guess, 2015 with Blake Barnett to fi- find a quarterback as highly ranked as Bryce Young is. I don't think Tua Tonga-Vailoa was this highly ranked. Um, Jalen Hurts wasn't this highly ranked. Uh, Talia, Paul Tyson. So uh, some more parallels that can be drawn there. And Tim, it just seems like uh, whereas there's been a lot of advancements on the offensive side of the ball at the high school level in the Southeast particularly, you know this, you've done this for so long and I've done it for so long. You know, 15, 20 years ago, everybody was running the wing tee, it seemed like. Right now, everybody's running spread. Everybody's running RPO. But man, those Southern California, those California teams and programs, they've been doing it for 30 years now. So it just seems like um, in, in still a lot of instances, when you get a guy from out there, you're getting a guy that still could be a little bit more prepared to play early than maybe even some of the guys in the southeast does that make any sense oh yeah my sons played little league football and you didn't when we played uh my son Cade played with uh with the quarterback now at thompson who's who's lighting it up and we threw a lot for youth football but that was six to eight times a game we're very aggressive offense those kids out there everybody's throwing six or eight times a half i mean you see it you know tech Texas is another state. Texas, you look at the Big 12 and you look up and every Big 12 team's got five guys with incredible ball skills. That's because they've caught 10 billion balls in their life. Not only their daddies throw to them, their uncles throw to them, literally threw to them. You know, they just they throw the ball. So, yes, when you look at quarterbacks, uh, California certainly does a tremendous job. I mean, you see guys coming like uh, the golf kid ended up at Cal. We moved him to a four star late at the recommendation of an NFL coach I know. And the guy ended up number one pick in the draft. So. California, when you watch this guy, when you watch that, that's one of those little intangibles. And you like, again, you see it with two and his brother Talia. They've yeah. passed the ball so much, so many times. And, you know, you saw it here in the state of Alabama with Talia, you know, in his games. He just understood how to stand in that pocket, keep his eyes up the field. He had been doing it his whole life. So, yeah, being in California is going to be a big deal. And being at Matter Day, terrific record. You know, I don't know their uh rep all the players they've had as well as you know a guy like greg biggins who's on the west coast but they've certainly had their share of tremendous players oh they have and i think the best way to describe it is a comfort level with it and when you watch bryce young 
that's what you see in terms of passing ability. It, 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 all of the things are there tangibly, arm strength, uh, and then intangibly, anticipation, instincts. Uh, but with all that, the, the experience he has in doing what he does, he just looks very, very comfortable back there. Um, Tim, as we let you go here on the Built by Bama online podcast, with this commitment, how what do you take it to mean for uh, Bryce Young between now and, and the December signing date? Is Does SC I, – I got to think SC doesn't just lay down on this thing, do they? No, I mean, no. Even if there's a coaching change, especially if it involves a guy like Urban Meyer. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any way. I mean, if he flipped this to any other school, I don't think you just let a kid like this walk away. Um, I think you continue to recruit him. I mean, the family, I, you know, again, a respectful family. If there is a coaching change, I think they would listen. Um, you know, I think they would do that. But I, I do think right now he's in pretty good shape with Alabama. And as far as recruiting goes, I mean, you know, you get this guy, you get that number one, number two, number a top five quarter quarterback in the country and that's that that is the guy that recruits for you the next three or four years next two or three years at least and alabama's already got some wide receivers they love they feel really good about their wide receiver class um have the holding kid who's out there in in california right now and a guy like uh javon baker who's at um who's in georgia i mean guys that they've they've got three commitments now one that's going to be really interesting to see how it affects is a guy like eric gilbert who's probably the number one tight end in the country pure tight end Big kid, monster, you know, you know, we're seeing we're seeing John Henderson sized tight ends now that run, you know, <laughs> you know, that run four sevens, you know, you know, a step slower than Julio. And that kid, Eric Gilbert, a five star guy from Georgia, Alabama's in pretty good shape right there. They're battling Clemson. He was at Texas A&M this week. And I really think Alabama's, you know, probably heavily in the mix. Clemson's in it. Definitely. Dabo does a good job. Tennessee's trying to stay in there. They've got his teammate Harrison Bailey committed. Georgia's going to be interesting because they have a couple of tight end prospects they're in on pretty good, including Darnell Washington, who's from uh, who's from California, I believe. So, you know, Alabama could be, you know, you know, this certainly won't hurt with any wide receivers. This certainly won't hurt with a guy like Eric Gilbert and a big name kid. You know, it's going to draw interest because this class is going to go up a little bit higher than it was already. There you go, Tim Watts, with the breaking news in relation to Bryce Young, the five-star dual-threat quarterback, number one dual-threat quarterback for the class of 2020, according to 24-7 Sports, also the number four overall recruit for the class of 2020 by 247sports.com as well. Tim, great stuff as always. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking again soon. Appreciate it, guys. There he goes, Tim Watts. Publisher, BamaOnline.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Built by Bama Online podcast. A reminder, for more on this situation involving Bryce Young, the Alabama football team, you're going to have hoops coming up soon as well. It is BamaOnline.com. Talk to you again real soon, everybody.